0: Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural cycles, to improve health, and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I am so glad you're listening today. On today's episode, we're going to talk all about endometriosis. Now, endometriosis can be incredibly difficult to diagnose and to treat. And really, there's a lot out there we still don't know about endometriosis. So I'm going to do my best to discuss a clinical diagnosis as well as how to get a more certain diagnosis. And then we're going to talk about some treatment options as far as medications as well as surgical options for the treatment of endometriosis. So I want to start off today with a story about a patient of mine who I saw a few years ago now, and we'll call her Kristen. Now for as long as she could remember, Kristen had some pretty significant pain with her menstrual cycle every time that she had her period. That pain usually was present a little bit even around the time that she was ovulating, but it was very significant around the time of her period. Unfortunately, when she got married and started having intercourse, she found she had so much pain that she sometimes avoided it altogether or was unable to endure the pain during intercourse. The other piece that was complicating matters is that they had been trying to get pregnant over the course of the past nine months without success. And so, obviously, not being able to have intercourse without pain was very troubling. We also discussed the fact that Kristen had been charting her cycles, utilizing known times of fertility to try and get pregnant and was unable to do so. Now, my rule is that if a couple is utilizing known times of fertility to try and achieve a pregnancy, And they're not pregnant within six months, we start a more thorough evaluation process looking for underlying causes of their infertility. So, this was the case with Kristen, and I had a very high index of suspicion for something else that was going on based on the fact that she had all this pain. Now, one of the first things that I always think about when people talk about severe pelvic pain with their periods and also pain with intercourse is to consider the possibility of endometriosis. Now, unfortunately, the challenging thing about diagnosis is that there's not any specific lab tests that I can order to evaluate for endometriosis. There's not any specific ultrasound exam or x-ray or anything like that that I can order to definitively diagnose endometriosis. And so it's really challenging to get that specific diagnosis unless you have a surgical procedure done, which we call a laparoscopy. So ultimately, Kristen ended up going to see a particular gynecologist who specializes in restorative reproductive medicine. And basically, the difference with this particular surgeon is that they're able to treat the endometriosis in a way that would resolve Kristen's pain, restore her fertility, and not impair anything for the future, which is obviously incredibly important. So Kristen underwent an extensive surgery that ended up lasting about six hours, and they were able to remove all of the areas of endometriosis. Unfortunately, she had quite extensive disease, but the surgeon was able to remove all of the areas of endometriosis throughout her abdominal and pelvic areas. She had spots of endometriosis on the pelvic organs, As well as around her bowel, her liver, and on her diaphragm underneath her lungs, in addition to being on her bladder. Now, really, the important thing that distinguishes these particular surgeons from just a regular gynecologist is that they focus on removing every single area of endometriosis that they see. By treating all the areas, it helps not only to restore fertility but it significantly decreases the inflammation that is experienced with endometriosis, which, as you can imagine, will reduce pain in the long run. The other important differentiation is that these surgeons utilize procedures that eliminate or at least minimize significantly the scar tissue or the adhesions that can occur after these particular types of surgeries. So I'm happy to report that within the next six months after her surgeries, Kristen came to see me again because she had a positive pregnancy test at home. And so I asked her, but tell me about your pain. And she said, I don't have any pain anymore. I don't ever even need to use an ibuprofen any longer. I don't have pain with intercourse. The pain is completely gone and it is still unbelievable. Now, this all happened a few years ago, and I just saw Kristen again recently in office as she is wanting to get pregnant a second time. And I asked her, so how are you doing? Are you still pain-free? And Kristen said, yes. Amazingly, I haven't had any pain since after I recovered from my surgery. It didn't occur again during my pregnancy, and it hasn't returned again after pregnancy. It's like it never even existed. So I just want you to realize that these surgeries can be incredibly life-changing and not just a temporary fix. So, let's talk a little bit more about what endometriosis is, as well as symptoms and how to diagnose it. Endometriosis is estimated to be present in about 10% of women and can have really variable symptoms, ranging from no symptoms at all to severe symptoms, and even include things like infertility. Endometriosis is a deposit of uterine, uterine tissue that can occur anywhere throughout the body. Now, there's a lot of different reasons that people postulate that this happens. Some theories say that endometriosis is present from the time that a young female is in the womb of her mother. That just the way that the tissues developed, that she can have endometriosis that implants throughout the abdominal and pelvic cavity. There are other theories that talk about different environmental factors that can play a role in endometriosis. And then there's also theories that talk about it being more of a hormonal switch that can flip, or other autoimmune or inflammatory conditions that can really flare up endometriosis. So basically think about if you had parts of your uterus that were actually located throughout other parts of your abdominal and pelvic cavity that shouldn't be there. It can really cause significant inflammation and irritation, especially around the time that your hormones are shifting as your cycle continues. And that's oftentimes where women will get all of that pain, inflammation, And concerns when they're dealing with endometriosis. The inflammation present can also cause problems with transportation of the egg down the fallopian tube and can even prevent implantation from occurring. Now, part of the thing that makes this challenging, as was the case with Kristen, is that endometriosis can really be anywhere throughout your pelvic and abdominal cavity. So imagine basically anywhere from beneath the part of your lungs of your diaphragm all the way down to your pelvis, your hip bones, and everything in between. Now, you can have varying degrees of endometriosis, and the part that makes it challenging, as I had mentioned previously for diagnosis, is that there is not currently any available lab test I can do that says definitively, yes, you have endometriosis. Now, There are some experimental studies that researchers are working on, and there are some lab tests that are in progress and are getting studied further that are being developed to definitively check for endometriosis. But as of the time of this recording, they are not commercially available yet. Now, the other thing I get asked is, well, can't you just do an ultrasound or some other imaging test? I had a friend done that had an ultrasound done, and she said that they diagnosed endometriosis. So the tough thing with this is that for people that have large deposits of endometriosis tissue, they can develop what we call an endometrioma, which can show up as a small mense. These are oftentimes located on or around your ovaries, but that's not always the case. The way I explain it to people is that when we see endometriosis on the inside part of the abdominal or pelvic wall cavity, it basically looks like a freckle. So if you're looking at your skin and you feel across your skin, everything feels smooth. You don't notice a bump or a lump or anything like that. But all of a sudden, it's just a spot that looks a little bit darker. That's how endometriosis looks. Oftentimes, it's just a teeny little freckle or an area of discoloration that is actually the deposit of that uterine tissue. So oftentimes, unless you have a really large area of endometriosis, There's no way that we're going to be able to see that on an external imaging test alone. Unfortunately, the only way to definitively diagnose endometriosis is really by doing that laparoscopy, where a gynecologist will do a surgical procedure. They make a small incision in your abdomen and then look inside of there with a small camera. Now, clinically, we certainly can have increased suspicion for endometriosis. As was the case with Kristen, I was suspicious that's what was going on based on pelvic pain, heavy periods, pain with intercourse. And some people may also notice bowel changes around the time of their period. Oftentimes, these people end up having endometriosis on their bowels. Some women develop nausea or vomiting around the time of their cycle, and endometriosis can be present on the stomach. Irritability of the bladder can mean that you have endometriosis tissue on the bladder itself. So really, basically imagine if you've got a little area of inflammation on any of the organs within your abdominal or pelvic cavity, and that can really lead me to be suspicious for endometriosis. Now, from a standpoint of looking at your menstrual cycle charting and evaluation, oftentimes charts appear pretty normal, unless there's other underlying situations going on. But there's no specific thing that we can track right now that makes me consider endometriosis other than your physical symptoms. Now, the other big thing that leads me to consider endometriosis is that if I am working with somebody who is dealing with unexplained infertility. So that means we've done their full hormonal evaluation. We've checked their labs. We've optimized everything we can. And our follow-up lab evaluation is normal after we have given the appropriate medications, made the lifestyle changes, and so on. Now that point is typically when I send people to get an evaluation for endometriosis with one of the specialized gynecologic surgeons I have mentioned. Interestingly enough, what we find is that in these cases of unexplained infertility, many times endometriosis is present. What we can find in these cases is that endometriosis sometimes doesn't even have any symptoms of pain and some women may not even realize that's what's going on. As we had mentioned previously, endometriosis can still cause significant inflammation or sometimes even blockages of the fallopian tubes, which can be preventing pregnancy. So let's talk a little bit about some treatment options for endometriosis because it can unfortunately be very challenging to treat endometriosis clinically. Now, most women that deal with significant pain around the time of their menses or those who are dealing with significant pelvic pain have gone through some type of pain medication regimen, whether that's over-the-counter medications or prescription-strength medications. Many of these women have been put on birth control, which unfortunately can make endometriosis worse depending upon specifically what they have been prescribed. Now, while medications can help to minimize symptoms, it doesn't correct the underlying issue that's there. The endometriosis is still anatomically present, and so it is still potentially causing problems with inflammation. As I work with someone who I am suspicious may be dealing with endometriosis, we always go through the process of doing a full hormonal profile evaluation. We oftentimes will see that women are also deficient in progesterone, and so sometimes we end up treating with that luteal phase progesterone support if that's appropriate. Typically, we also try some different types of prescription-strength anti-inflammatory medicines, and I always recommend to women that they would try an anti-inflammatory diet to decrease the inflammatory response, which can help with the symptoms of endometriosis. However, the only truly definitive treatment of endometriosis is to go through surgical excision, and really that's the only thing that can create the lasting effects. Now, it is so incredibly important to be working with somebody who is truly a restorative reproductive medicine specialist when it comes to having surgery. Unfortunately, I've seen many women who went and had surgery for what was called endometriosis excision, and basically they just had some of the areas removed from their pelvic area, which created a significant amount of subsequent scar tissue. While these women experienced some very temporary improvement, they were told. Go home and get pregnant within the next month or two, because otherwise, that endometriosis is going to continue to cause problems. Obviously, this is not a good long term fix, because it doesn't treat the woman in such a way that helps to prevent scar tissue from reoccurring. Within a couple of months or less, they're right back to where they started from as far as that pelvic pain, even if they were able to get pregnant. And so it's incredibly important to make sure that you understand who you are seeing for your endometriosis surgery, to understand the techniques that they are utilizing in order to treat you appropriately for the long term, so that you're not needing to come back from multiple repeat surgeries down the road. Women deserve better than this. Now, I do want to talk just really briefly about our newer class of medicines that are out there right now to treat endometriosis. And these are called GnRH receptor antagonists. And basically, they ultimately work to decrease your estrogen levels while you are taking them, which can lead to bone mineral density loss and increased risk for osteoporosis. Now, these medications do also have other potential side effects, which can include hot flashes, night sweats, headaches, joint pain, mood changes, suicidal thoughts, liver enzyme abnormalities, and by the way, they are not considered safe for people who are trying to get pregnant. So if you're somebody who's dealing with endometriosis and you're trying to get pregnant, these medications are just not going to be an option for you. Although endometriosis is only present in about 10% of all women, if your symptoms align with what we have discussed today, I would just encourage you to keep on asking questions don't settle for being told that your symptoms are normal. Don't settle for being told to just go take this medication or have this random surgery and you'll be better for a couple of months. The average time of diagnosis for a woman with endometriosis can take up to 10 years. So don't be one of those statistics. Continue to search until you find someone who will take your symptoms seriously. Now, if you would like to come work with somebody who understands endometriosis and who can get you the appropriate diagnosis and treatment that you need for further evaluation, I would love the opportunity to work with you. Go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to learn how our care model for natural women's health care can benefit you. From our website, you may also schedule an in-person appointment to see me in the Cedar Rapids area or arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share this podcast with someone in your life who would benefit from our services. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more empowering content. I sincerely appreciate your support and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.